0: What well, you have to be careful with, those foam shoulder pads that I used to wear genuinely when you're in the middle of a meeting and you suddenly realise they're, they're, they're padding your elbow because they've just slid.
1: <laughs> I swear a rosary. If you're Catholic, that is not. I know, that's not the dumb thing. Like, that's <laughs> Was that Madonna's fault? Totally. Yeah. They yeah, yeah, literally hold her responsible for a lot. Yeah.
2: yeah I think we too.
0: should all have t shirts printed saying blame Madonna in a good way.
2: <laughs> I blame Madonna, exactly
0: is never ever buy the size that's a little bit too small. Buy two sizes up and take it round the corner and get it nipped in here and tucked in there and you don't buy the size that's too small. So when I realized that I really understood clothes and I could and I could build something from scratch, that was when the show-stopping thing began.
2: And I always thought, "My goodness, you got married in a jumper. That is the most sort of like sort of fashiony thing you could do in a way sort of underplaying it." And I now understand the beauty of a well-bought jumper. I'm wearing a bra not to offend, and I'm wearing makeup not to offend. It is, <laughs> it is I agree, it is a perverted way to, to live one's life, but that is that is where we are now, age 47. There is something strange about going to the shops and going, I wore that, I wore that, I wore that, I wore that, you know, about the sort of low rise trousers that we were talking about, the combat trousers, the little crop t-shirts with the flowers, but also exactly that sort of 90 sharp tailoring. And you think, well, you know, that was fine when I was 23, 22, whatever, but now I'm 47, is this, I've I've been that person, do I want to be that person again?
1: Hello, I'm Kat Farmer, also known as Does My Bum Look 40, and welcome to my podcast, Get Changed, where we uncover fashion secrets, faux pas and fashion foibles, and about how fashion can make a difference to you. So girls, thank you so much for doing this. And I cannot wait to hear about all your little fashion foibles. First up, I just want to go back. We're going back. I know we're probably all very menopausal right now, but we're going to try and dig deep into the depths of our brain, which is the only thing, frankly, I do remember. Nothing modern, only way back in the 70s and 80s. And I want to talk to you about your earliest Fashion memory? Do you have that moment where you suddenly thought, "I get this"? Do you know what? I actually, you look at somebody, a fashion icon, your mum, whoever it may be, and think, "That's how I want to look." <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good. Thank God for that.
0: And my fashion inspo, um, it not it's not really fashion inspiration. It's more vibe. It's not like I wanted to wear what she wore. It's like I literally admired the way she entered a room, her whole visual tone, and it's never gone away. I must have been about three when it struck me that this was going to be the way forward, and it was very much (laughs) Miss Piggy. And... And, you know, and actually, I've done fancy dresses, Miss Piggy, you know, since that time, and my God, I'm good. I mean, Miss Piggy, you know, she she had it. You know, she had it. There were no self esteem problems with Miss. There were no body negativity issues with Miss Piggy. Miss Piggy styled everything out, um, and I think there are probably you know still lessons to be learned from her in terms of what I wore myself. There was a moment in the very late seventies when I was sort of I don't know. Pfft, for, um, when I remember wearing a pair of burgundy corduroy knickerbockers and thinking, is this statement dressing? <laughs> Do you actually
2: think I'm making a in statement? In some way, yes. thinking that. It's really Was. interesting that. So we, when I grew up, um, we didn't have a television, which is like insane, I realise. And what? I grew up in Paris. I know, I know. My... Oh. I, I know, I know. I don't know how this happened, but we had um, we had some neighbors, and every Wednesday night, and we were kids, tiny kids, were sort of like seven or eight. We were allowed to watch Dynasty. That is literally the only television program I was allowed to watch as a child.
1: <laughs> there could be nothing else, though. I mean, that that sets a precedent, doesn't it?
2: So I, I've always been very fatally attracted to kind of shiny things, and because I don't ever sort of dress extra in, in my IRL life I have my wardrobe is full of like terrible inconsistencies because because I go ooh, that jacket I can do kind of you know um a kind of Carrington vibe or you know what I mean and uh and yes it's let me down unfortunately it's not like the crystallization for you Annabelle.
0: I went to um a dynasty Party a few years ago, um, and 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 have and and because it had a similar effect on me as it did to well, like so many women of my generation. I I was it was in Ve- it was actually in Venice this party, and that, my God, do Italian hairdressers know how to do big hair? So they did it, and I wore a turquoise leopard print. Um, sort of a semi wrap dress with red patent shoes and and a full 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 face of makeup and I looked I didn't look at all like I was in fancy dress I just literally like had stepped out of nineteen eighty six and oh my God it was so gratifying There's a theory that the eighties were a conspiracy to make us all like you know um, to make us all look completely unfuckable and you know and and absurd but actually there were certain strands running through the eighties that were
1: I, Do you know what I think I. I it, How are we now, though, so sort of allergic to a shoulder pad? I've gone full circle. I am obsessed with the shoulder pad. Get the shoulder pads back.
0: I'm wearing shoulder pads right now. And I very rarely, yeah, very rarely leave the house without them. And a lot of what I'm going to talk to you about, I suspect, is going to be what it's like to dress when you have very, very big tits. And Amazing. one of the things, well, hard is the answer. Um, yes. But, um, but one of the things that really helps is a shoulder pad uh, uh, because it balances out your bust. So, Oh, my God, you're preaching to the converted. Yeah. So, so I mean, I very rare, rarely even wear a jumper without a little shoulder pad hooked under my bra strap.
2: What would happen if I put a shoulder pad on?
1: I mean... You can wear a small one. Let's try it. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's a certain look. It's a certain look for you. But certainly, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, there are in the book, we go through shoulder pads. I mean, I I declare my undying love for the shoulder pad. It should come back. But actually, I do say, do you, are you a sewer inner of a shoulder pad? Or are you a tuck it under the bra person? Alan, Alan 80s. Neither
0: now, because um, I, if if I if I get something made, which I, I'll talk to you about, because I often do, then yeah. uh, then it'll be sewn in and adjusted in in a certain way. Um, the, the under the bra shoulder pad, um, if you have a big bust, is hard because you get. I'm wearing one now. You get an indentation where the bra ah. strap because of the weight of the bosom pulls the shoulder pad down the middle. So you get this sort of funny, you know, uneven shoulder line. So I've discovered recently silicone shoulder pads. So they stick to your skin. So you whack one on just the outside of your shoulder. It doesn't really interfere with the brass strap. They just give you a little lift without any um, bulging or bouncing. And what you, what you have to be careful with, those foam shoulder pads that I used to wear genuinely when you're in the middle of a meeting, you suddenly realise that they're, they're, they're padding your elbow because they've just slid.
1: <laughs> Even worse than that, you see, you said that you've got the, the you know, the, the boobage to, to, to weigh them down. I don't. I have the opposite. And I remember <laughs> like years ago, sort of sitting there looking down thinking, Jesus Christ, I've got three tits. And thinking one of them, no, it's my shoulder pad. <laughs> it's literally <laughs> <laughs> migrated down to the middle. I'm like, oh my God. Thank you. I mean, it's there with my chicken fillets. I've got chicken fillet, shoulder pad, chicken fillet. I mean, not good on any analysis. And it's
0: funny, you know, when, when these little, when these little, um, devices that we rely on as women go wrong, whether it's a migrating shoulder pad or filler that's gone wrong, what I think we feel is the potential for real humiliation. Like, oh my God, my shoulder pad's fallen out. It's, it's sort of like you, you, you sort of go incredibly pink and think, you know, this is somehow, um, indicative of my entire failure as a, as a fully functioning human woman.
2: I know it's like the peril of wearing a jumpsuit when you need to pee at age, yeah. sort of in your mid forties. It's like a roulette game that you're if you're ready to play it. If you're, you know, I, I every time I see a grown up woman in a jumpsuit, I nod, I think. just her. think yeah. pee math. Yeah. And then, you know what, there is that, always that added
1: dilemma of, you know, be so careful not to wing on the arm. So <laughs> easily done. Or the collar.
2: Our first ever big interview actually, um uh, uh, for the mid alts, I I, I I I sat there in my lovely, fabulous jumpsuit with a little Love bit. It. Of weave. You that's do
1: you know what? That's what we could use all our old shoulder pads for. A little bit of Allah, yes, a shoulder pad <laughs> slash tenor. I think that's the way forward. Um, so, when you were growing up, were there any specific pieces, may it be from the dynasty era, may it be from and the Miss Piggy element, that you thought, you know, when you're young and those girls that are sort of 10, 5, 10 years older than you, and they have that one iconic thing that you wanted, and you thought, my life will be complete if I own. That item of clothing, footwear, sh- whatever it might be, what was it?
0: I remember growing up, and it was the area of There was, you know, there were there were lots of girls who were a few years older, and they were known as wild childs. No, no one ever called Ooh. them wild children, did they? they were. It was a wild child, so I'm going to make the plural oh, no. wild childs. And 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 their <laughs> sort of vibe that I really that, that that was never really going to work for me was a very 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 ripped oversized Levi's 501s. It was kind of the Nick Cayman era with some variation of almost a corset and then um, a vicious black heel. Um, And and, and those were the ones, and they had like, their hair was ratty and, you know, they were just, you know, they they kind of looked wild. And I looked to that and I thought, I, I remember thinking, I don't think I could do it all But there are elements of that that I'm going to take on with me through life. And have you? I saved for about two years when I was 14, 15, to buy a pair of... Vivian Westwood heels. And they were the kind of mini mouse heels. She's another bit of a fashion inspiration, really. And they really were cartoon Betty Boop heels. And I saved and I saved and I saved. And I wore them through mud, wind, rain. I remember climbing a stile in them. I remember walking home broken hearted with them in <laughs> my hands through the snow when I was at university because of some bad boyfriend. And I and I and, I, and then my God, they they were 140 pounds. And this was probably like Nineteen ninety or something—it was a lot yeah. of money. Um, but if you think cost per wear, I was still wearing them yeah. in my twenties. Then they were never anything other than horrific agony. Could you walk in them? Could you walk in them now? I—I <laughs> <laughs> I could, I could walk in them then. I could run in them then. But I mean, they were very painful. But that was a point in my life when I thought that you had—you know—the you, pain was something that you had to suffer in order to be beautiful, in order to be glamorous, in order to be relevant. Would I wear them now? Emphatically not
1: love that so is that like sort of amanda decadene style wasn't it amanda decadene exactly
0: oh, yes. i originally was one of them and there are a couple of bad girls a few years above me because i was at a london school who were part of that crew and i would literally watch them in assembly and think oh, wow. and maybe it. that's where i got the backcombing from because i've been relentlessly backcombing ever since as well can i just say actually
1: there is a little bit of a hint about the amanda decadene about your hair I'm just going to throw it out there still
0: it's hard one I don't you know it's literally like you know I remember when I was going into hospital to have my my baby and and his father picked up the hospital bag and there was a massive tube of net sticking out of it and he and Tom said Annabelle what exactly are you
1: planning I'm planning to look incredible in hospital this is okay it's a sharing oversharing. TMI because I didn't my my daughter was she, my first daughter was 10 days early. And I obviously had been on maternity leave for two days and thought I had all the time in the world. And then um let's, suffice to say, there was a lot of action downstairs, obviously, and I hadn't yet been to have a wax. Nice. And I was cultivating it. I mean, you could literally, you could plat it or forest it, either way. I mean, it was just my I remember my husband going, oh my god. <laughs>
0: Uh, literally inviting, <laughs> inviting the obstetrician to sort of, you know, skip through the prairies Absolutely. of your
1: pubic Absolutely. I mean, God, he, he literally had to wade through those. He did shears. Um, so Emily, come on. What was your, what was your must have thing in your dynasty wardrobe?
2: In my dynasty? Well, actually funnily enough, I'm thinking about being like 12, 13, 14, and wanting to be a sort of Caroline besset <gasps> Caroline Bissett, Kennedy clone. And I have a picture of me in Paris, age 15, and I'm wearing a blazer, like a black blazer, a white t-shirt, jeans, biker boots from Arsol in Road, Chelsea. Yes. Uh, Kings Road, which is the thing that I saved up to Were buy. Were they biker rather boots rather than
0: cowboy boots?
2: They were biker boots, they were the biker boot that they had and I saved up and that was a fortune and I'm carrying a vintage, not mine, Louis Vuitton handbag which had nothing in it, I know, I know and I'm 15 and that is, that is, I think that was probably the only moment, my only fashion moment (laughs) of my entire sort of like teens, the rest of the time was like pink, um puffball skirts from Chelsea Girl and anything sparkly from Hyper Hyper which was still a, you know still from having grown up with like Madonna and Prince you can't and Dynasty you can't quite go back there I mean you can't let that go but yes that Carolyn Bissette moment that was a good one that is
1: uh, that's incredible because I mean that's a minimalist elegance that's one of the, the the star icon um chapters in the book and I mean you've nailed it at 15 did it no, no oh, but okay. I never That's, nailed it again okay.
2: and I always look a mess oh. so it's fine and also I like you know there's that meme going around of that like shiny thoroughbred horse and it's like how you think you look like in real life yes. and how you actually look and you basically look like an oh. actual Shetland pony this is basically me I think here I am sailing into the world like a sort of you know Parisian like fashion editor and actually I'm really looking like a kind of you know like a Kenzel mum
1: but for one day you had it. So speaking (laughs) of moving on, actually, moving on to your teenage years and into early adulthood, are there any, come on, let's share, there must have been some horrific fashion crimes that you committed. We've all been there, we've all done that. You're finding your style. I mean, Emily, you obviously found yours early, but then it appears you lost it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, exactly, it was a brief moment. Do you know, I used to wear space buns I mean, come on! What? You can't take anyone seriously, right? Ever again? Those, Nobody's going to those talk to me.
1: Two little bunches. it's like a Princess Leia, yeah. layer, but yeah. like, like not with a plant.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, how can you? How can you? Can't take me seriously now? Go on, Annabelle. <laughs> uh, what
0: my fa- what my fashion faux pas? I mean, I mean yeah. pretty much everything. But when yeah, I was a exactly, teenager, yeah. I veered between wearing my mother's clothes. So I'd borrow her pencil skirts and her jackets. Do you remember it was all about jackets? But yes! not blazers, jackets. They were a bit wasted. They were a bit, they might be. And so, and I, and I borrowed her bags. And, and, I, and I went out and I was 15, um, but I looked 25, genuinely. And the problem I now realise is that I was treated as though I was 25. And that wasn't okay. So, you know, the things that I had to do. <laughs> To deal with. But so so at night I would wear her all her clothes and ruthlessly steal them from from her cupboard and in the daytime because also it was you know you know it was when you know we were really kind of there was a lot of rap and it was the um late 80s early 90s and there were lots everything was quite fly and I had the most gargantuan pair of travel fox trainers I mean they were i mean like club feet they were so so vast so I was either dressing like sort of some sort of Corporate wife, or I don't know what I was trying to do, but they in no way. And I looked like a sort of fridge, I'd wear a big baggy jumper and then leggings and these enormous, enormous trains. Neither look worked at all, but that those were my two. It was an either or for about four years. Oh my god, at one point I wore a dollar sign, I've just remembered.
2: (laughs)
1: Oh. My, I
2: had, I had Nike Air Jordans, you've just reminded me, and I wore gold hoop earrings, green champion tracksuit bottoms and little white vest tops from probably Chelsea Girl or, or Topshop or whatever. Are we, I mean, are we
1: in the 80s? Are we in the 80s are we in the early 90s? We're sort of crossing I no over. <laughs> I know. It I actually think looking back, it was a really, really difficult time. I'm with you, Annabelle. I remember for my sixth form when we were allowed to wear, you know, sort of Mufti every single day. And I remember, I, I don't know why. I mean, I literally used to look... I mean, you say 25. I looked 55. <laughs> I used to dress like a Stepford wife. I don't know what I thought I was doing. But then the other way, I'd go I'd go the other way and I would, get you know, like dress like a, a six-year-old. I actually do remember the worst fashion folk crime I think ever was... I mean, I, my mum, I mean, she still used to cross me every time she saw me. I used to wear a rosary. And if you're Catholic, that is not... I know, that's not the done thing. Like, was that Madonna's fault? Totally. Yeah. They yeah, yeah. literally
0: Must hold be. her responsible for a lot. Yeah. yeah I think we too. should all have T-shirts printed saying blame Madonna. In <laughs> a good way.
2: <laughs> I blame Madonna. Exactly.
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot.
1: So, um, Annabelle, when when did you get into fashion? When did you suddenly think, do you know what, actually, I've got to grips with this. I'm comfortable. I know what I'm doing. I know that I cannot wear that. This is what I'm comfortable wearing. Um, Never. (laughs)
0: Um, I think that... It's a journey. Yeah, it, it (laughs) it really, really is. It's a journey... And <laughs> it's, it's an incredible journey. Uh, but, you know, just we Emily, I'm laughing because Emily and I were talking the other day and we were saying just because you call your life a journey doesn't make it any less of a disaster.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's still a dis- daily disaster. I have ridiculous conversations with people, with my sister the other day about how we cannot believe that all our trousers are now high waisted. And we would honestly, if you'd have told me 10 years ago that I was wearing high waisted trousers, I would have said no, never over dead body. Now the idea of going le- The low rise is back. Yeah, I mean, I think there. you
0: know. I think, but but you know, all, all that stuff about when you're a teenager and are you, you know, are you dressing like a sort of trophy wife or are you dressing like a boy? It's partly because you don't know if you want none of the attention or all of the attention.
1: Very, very good point.
0: You know, and I think, and some of that. So, and I still don't know if I want none of the attention or all the attention because of my shape. If I wear tight clothes. It's all of the attention, maybe in a bad way, maybe in a good way, maybe in a very uninteresting way. But it's very tiring for me to wear um, clothes that aren't baggy because my shape is so extreme. It goes out, it goes in. and It's, it's
1: gorgeous. Well, I know she's gorgeous. Took you a while. I think it's
2: very interesting. I think it's very interesting. No, just exactly what you were saying about how, you know, so Annabelle is the most brilliant dresser upper. Like nobody absolutely more high octane than her in actually quite easy steps actually you just have this ability to like turn it on whereas I now know that actually I pretty much just look nice all the time does that make sense yeah it's true I
1: totally agree
2: and I think if you understand where you can like I just can't if I dial it up it doesn't work I mean despite all of my you know dynasty fantasies actually my sort of fashion prerogative is just to look nice basically and I think it's an interesting thing. Whereas Annabelle is, you are, you know, you are a showstopper.
0: If you ask me when I, when I got to grips with fashion, the real answer to that is that if I ever got to grips with fashion was when I realised that I could design things myself. Uh-huh. And when I realised that shopping was not really um, uh, designed for, for people like me and also my weight had gone up and down. There was a time when I couldn't fit into stock size. But then even afterwards when I got really skinny... I kept having things made. And everything was quite seventies and is. And this 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 remains and it's usually got a sort of Bieber or an Aussie Clark influence. It's quite sort of um it's gone from Miss, Tig- Miss Piggy towards a more seventies kind of Elizabeth Taylor, and 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 now and I know and but it, it's made me really understand clothes, and I understand that I can do really great things with Indian cotton in the summer, really good things with a printed silk crepe, really good things with um, uh, with a wool crepe, and uh, and and I and and so so it, you know it's not for the faint-hearted because it is not a cheap option it's it's you know it it really isn't but but my god the difference when something is made for you when you've got you know bosoms and a waist and and and, and all this kind of stuff the difference is is extraordinary and 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 i and i learned a long time ago not to try and you know i I, one piece of fashion advice i suppose i would give my daughter if i had one such as it is is never ever buy the size that's a little bit too small we all want to because it's such a, you know, you know, it's just such a conspiracy to make us feel shit. So, like, like I need to be in the in the 10, not the 12. I need to because then that proves, that validates everything that I am because we're all brainwashed and ridiculous. But don't. Buy, buy two sizes up and take it round the corner and get it nipped in here and tucked in there. And you don't buy the size that's too small. So when I realised that I really understood clothes and I could... And I could build something from scratch. That was when the show stopping thing began. Because then I could really, really um you know that that's that's what I will haunt people in. Is a sweeping gown.
1: Amazing. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. So do you do you get do you have things um altered? I mean, do do you do that or do you have everything made from scratch? Or do you have things altered? Both. But the
0: stuff that's made from scratch is always better. And the stuff yeah. that's made from scratch is always the stuff that I don't wear once. It is always the stuff that comes with me. And what I tend to find is if I spend, you know, more money than I can afford on a floor length dress for a, sort of sensational summer party, you know, maybe there'll be one this summer, who knows. Mm-hmm. Then the following year I'll wear it to a dinner and the following year I'll wear it to, um, you know, sitting in, you know, in, in a house on holiday and the following year it'll be on the beach. So I wear it, wear it, wear it and downgrade it as I go. Yes. Sometimes I'll chop them to the knee. Sometimes I'll, you know, chop a sleeve off or something, but but they become they become kind of living things that come through life with me if they've started their lives with me and I've never found that with Shopboard. That's
1: amazing. And where did you find your incredible seamstress?
0: Um, I found my incredible seamstress for years. I um, worked um, with this amazing lady called Rashmi and she was the head alterations lady, lady at Liberties for 20 years. And then someone recommended to me a couple of years ago, um, a, uh, it may even have been Trini Woodall, I think, who had said that these people are amazing. And it's a, it's a dressmaker in Soho called Lena Lena London, and they are on Berwick Street, which is called right, right in the middle of the Schmutter district. So you can, you know, literally buy your fabric at, you know, the, you know, Borough Bits Fabrics, and then run up the stairs. Um, but um, you know, it's, uh, it, it, but then, then, you, then you get busy with maybe um, a different lining, or there's a vintage trim shop just around the corner, which of course is, you know, sort of appallingly seductive. So you know, the, the, the price escalates, and you know, it's a, it's a big outlay, but. But it, as I say, it stays with you.
1: That's amazing. That is such, such good advice. If you're not the, in inverted commas, standard size, it can be so hard. But you have to adapt. You can't expect. Because I,
0: but also, because what, what tends to happen is as the sizes go up and down, they, 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 they get bigger, but proportionally, they are not intricately altered. So they get bigger, but all that happens is they get clumsy. So you can go in and have the shoulder taken in or this adjusted or the skirt, you know, the skirt nipped around so it's not so voluminous and all that sort of stuff. But if you if you if you can ever get it fitted to you, I mean,
1: do you really would? Do you find as well, the older that you've got, the more the more mature you have, the more experienced you are, the wide, the wiser you are. Seasoned. But that you now understand your shape. You know what works for you.
0: Yes, I sometimes still make mistakes when I buy things, but I don't make mistakes when I have them made. And also, because when you have the made you're very likely to have a fitting, and you go, "Oh no, 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 no! This sash has got to be three inches wider." I know you think that's oversized. That's what I want. Or this this sleeve feels a bit mean. Can we just add another? You know, or or can we? Or or the zip's in the wrong place, or whatever it might be.
1: And you have you can, you can you can you have a level of control. I mean, that is one of my nightmares about having things. Um, and I have done this in the past. I had a dress made and thought, "I definitely want that." and It arrived and I was like, "Yeah, no, actually, I hate it." but that's that's just me. Emily, what what about you? When did you I know you said you want to look nice all the time. And that in itself is a real it's a real lesson learned. It's a real it's a real acceptance and a real confidence in in how you feel and how you get dressed.
2: Yeah, I think um I think understanding jumpers has been a big like move to as a a sort of grown-up dressing.
0: Yes, I think knitwear has transformed your life in the last two years, I'd say.
2: Exactly, I think I used to work with a brilliant um, fashion uh, editor who uh, got married in a jumper, Uh, the most beautiful cashmere sort of wide polo neck, Karen Daker. and it was designed and I can't remember, I think it was done by Richard Nichols, but the, um, and I always thought my, goodness you got married in a jumper that is the most sort of like sort of fashion thing you could do in a way sort of underplaying it and I now understand the beauty of a well bought jumper so um, and how you can if as long as you've got a nice jumper on she says a nice sweater on you can go through life safely
0: jumpers were given short shrift when we were growing up you know when we, yes. we were in our first jobs you couldn't wear a jumper to work you know you, no. you, no, no. That, you no. that was too casual that was if you wanted to be taken seriously you couldn't wear a, a you know knit blouse yeah a blouse or a jacket or a you know a dress or
2: no absolutely a jacket and I think um I think so yes I think that that has been a huge thing in my 40s actually understanding that knitwear is not the sort of the realm of the casual or the granny, but is actually, you know, is part of a kind of, I mean, listen, I also want to be comfortable at all times. And Annabelle and I were laughing, we did a podcast with the brilliant Daisy Buchanan the other day to talk about books. And we were talking about all the these words like comfortable and digestible and readable that feel like insults when, why wouldn't you want to be comfortable? Why wouldn't you want something that was readable? Why why are we trying to complicate our lives? So I, I hate wearing bras. I hate wearing anything too tight height um I, I I just want to be comfortable from then I can that is my position of of uh of fashion and uh it's not particularly stylish it's definitely not edgy I'm not going to start wearing my jackets over my shoulders in a kind of like awkward way because I it would they would fall off my bag would be saggy you know everything would go wrong do you know what I mean so totally start with comfort I,
1: I do need to ask do you wear a bra
2: I do but well, it, it, you no. call but it I, a bra. I, From where
0: I'm sitting, it doesn't look like a bra. <laughs>
2: but I wear it to be polite. Like I wear makeup. Okay. It is not about me, it is about everybody else. So I'm basically okay. I'm wearing a bra not to offend and I'm wearing makeup not to offend. <laughs> it is it is I agree, it is a perverted way to, to live one's life, but that is that is where we are now, age forty seven. Oh, no. But um yeah, I would I would definitely not wear a bra if it was sort of if I didn't think that somehow that would that would be like a bit undone in a way that was uh, disapproved of,
1: I I totally know what you mean. I would need to wear one, but I, I think the problem is you know my my boobs, which are very very small, as small as they are, they have migrated down <laughs> my chest, and they now I mean actually I saw the other day actually I hadn't and I was like what 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 why does this look weird why, what's weird and I realised oh my god, actually my dead hamsters as I call them because when they live they look like. They mirrored two dead hamsters, sort of end ending sort of somewhere around the bottom of my rib cage. I was like, "What? Oh, uh, yeah, maybe I do need a bra just to hoist up the, you know, just for the hoist baby, baby the baby dead hamsters." Um, so, has there been at any moment in your adult life where you have found yourself in a fashion rut? You just thought, "It's all gone a bit Pete Tong. I'm not loving any of this anymore. I've, I've, this is all gone. What the hell am I doing right now?" I mean I
0: right now i don't know if it's post pandemic, but I literally open my cupboard and it's like there it's like there are rails and rails of medieval robes hanging there i'm like, what am I meant to do with those? Who am I kidding i for the first time in years, I feel like I need to start again i don't think well, I can build out from this. From what I don't like any of it. There's a lot of it. There's too much because that makes me feel sick in the first place. So, so right now, I mean, please help. I, I don't know where to. And it's 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 unusual. And the and the trouble is, it's depressing because it makes me slightly want to just give up. I've been wearing the same therapy jumper for the last year. Emily's been wearing the same therapy cords for the last year. Um, but no, right now, and I think I don't think I'm alone. I think that now after after two years or a year and a half of you know peripatetically sitting at home.
1: It's um, it's hard to get dressed. I think I think it's because when well, when I look at it, you know, and I do look at lots of like you say, the gowns, the dresses that I would just happily throw on, they just seem almost ridiculously decadent right now. I can't get my head back around the fact that we are.
0: Normal. I think, but I think think something else is going on and I think it's what happens when, when there's, and maybe it gets harder as you get older, but when there's an aesthetic shift in the sort of fashion vibe, it can take you a little while to get your eye in. And I wonder if that's where we're sitting because all the floral dresses and the stuff that we've relied on so heavily for the last five years are basically dying. That, you know it you know if, if 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 this becomes a sort of you know forty something relevance grab, then we've got to put those and i'm saying I'm wearing one as I speak to one side you know it's different now the it's going much much less feminine much sharper um a bit like your 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 Caroline bisset moment you know it, it's everything is getting everything all the stuff that we have um have lent on is sort of getting sliced out of the fashion vernacular, so it's quite hard right now.
1: It is. I, I think, well, I mean, there is obviously, I go through that in the book in great, great, great detail. But I think my just just top level now, I would say, that there is a way, park, park them for a while you know what? Just park them, park them for a while. And I think there is a way that you can then try and reinvent them, taking into consideration and bringing in all the new things that are out there and remixing. You know, if you've got a blazer, wear it over the dress, you know, sort of mix and match those styles. But it is about finding that style that works for you. And it's about thinking, who do I want to be? And I think everybody goes through that at various stages of their life where they think, I know who I am. And then you look at the mirror and think, oh no I don't I think there's I, an I, odd
2: I... cyclical thing as well with fashion whereby we're at the point where we now know we recognize the trend exactly to Annabelle's point about it there's a lot of 90s action and I have a very beloved Joseph jacket that I bought for my first job um, straight out of university I saved I saved I saved it's Joseph jacket's absolutely beautiful still wore it and I, I was wearing it in the office the other day and honestly it was older than my colleagues okay <laughs> for action and they I there is something strange about going to the shops and going I wore that I wore that I wore that I wore that you know about the sort of low-rise trousers that we were talking about the combat trousers the little crop t-shirts with the flowers but also exactly that sort of 90 sharp tailoring and you think well you know that was fine when I was 23 22 whatever but now I'm 47 is this I've be, I've been that person do I want to be that person again and you know my 20s were we're not anywhere I want to go again so um do you know what I think that's actually
1: such a good point we can get so swept away by what is currently in fashion and I think you look at it and think oh I I must also be that person and that's what we've been ingrained to be for years and years and years but taking a step back especially when you're older to be able to say hang on a minute though is that really is that really who I want to be do I want to and it's not dressing like my daughter but it's do I want to go down that route of following fashion again or where is the real me is this actually me I mean for example you know Annabelle those dresses they are you but it's just I think the not the guilt in wearing them you think oh I'm not I'm not sure I'm not sure
0: I don't know if they ever were I'm quite glad to see the back of them they were just you know things that I would buy that I could that that I could afford and I knew that I wouldn't find traumatic to put on the morning because they weren't too tight but actually I feel low level excited about what's gonna happen next because I feel like it hasn't been you know it hasn't been a vintage five years for me in terms of what I wear but now it's like that's the that's the narcotic thing about fashion now I think anything is possible I'm not 15 so I'm not gonna like shop 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 I'm gonna wait I'm I'm going to keep my powder dry for a bit and then you know then you know let, let's let's see what happens i just discovered last week um, that i now um, um i'm about to start wearing glasses hey, so for hey. the first time so and i'm going to get some really enormous 70s glasses and i decided that maybe i will now build my new wardrobe around my glasses
1: so here is the prime time to ask the question Right now, who is your style icon? Whose style do you admire? And having a style icon isn't, as you said earlier, about Miss Piggy. It's not about being that person. It's not about dressing exactly the same as them. It's adopting their vibe. Ooh. Emily, do you
2: have one? I think that I am still... I think I am now into those French girls that dress in that very sort of insouciant way does that make sense yeah. that you so know
1: like in
2: exactly and with a sort of with some good tailoring and some good kind of casual I think that's the vibe that's where I, that's if I'm if I'm gonna if I was gonna if I could just rebuild it, it would be there it would be but I, you could
1: pull that off so so easily with your wardrobe, just mixing it around a bit and putting things together that you might not have put together before. You've got this nailed.
2: Well, thank you, Cat. I feel like yes, exactly. So if I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna think French. Wee wee wee. That's me.
1: Exactly. The Parisian fashion uh, fashion editor. You see, you had it. I know. You've gone full circle. <laughs> I'm back, bitches.
0: Emmanuel Alt, really isn't Basically.
1: it? Basically. Totally. Yeah. The absolute best. I mean, she rocks. A jacket, we were talking about jackets earlier. She rocks a jacket and jeans and boots like nobody else.
0: I mean, talking of boots, I mean, Emily, you're in shoe crisis, aren't you? Permanent shoe crisis. Uh,
2: this is, I think shoes are, again, back to this comfortable kind of issue. I think shoes are, um, they're my Achilles heel. Boom, boom. I honestly, I could put together a great look and it would be ruined in a second. I love I'm literally, honestly, like a Louis Vuitton's pointy, shiny. If it's pointy and shiny, that's where I want to be, right? Annabelle and Annabelle just and my husband just are like, oh. Uh. Yes,
0: I was like, well, I, I never say to you, are, are we, in the court of Charles the First? What the fuck are those? Um, or it's pirate boots, or suddenly you're wet, or, or it's or it's enormous. You, you go. Emily hasn't worn a hasn't worn a high heel in fifteen years, but she goes for quite ex extreme extreme, extreme, extreme shoes. So yeah
2: and um now all i want are those jw anderson buckled like that's where i want to live do you know what i, I mean i
1: bought a pair of sandals from those i am i i i'm basing my whole wardrobe I, I bought them they'll go with everything they are just yeah
2: okay so that would be great that would be but honestly um yes yeah, shoes are a nightmare because i think that there is nothing that looks sort of I don't know that I just, I want my shoes not to be something or be everything. Does that make sense? But, but
0: also there was that really, that quite unhelpful narrative. Oh, you know, we were in our twenties and there was, it was all about women that go mad about shoes and chocolate, Women, shoes, chocolate, shoes and chocolate and women. And, and I think it's, rubbish actually so we we're all brought up thinking that we have to be obsessed with shoes you don't and you you don't have to be no, obsessed no, with
1: shoes
2: not at
0: all I just they could be you... the invisible bit of
2: your outfit i know and speaking of madonna actually i blame madonna you know desperately seeking susan with the jacket and the shoes those yeah. boots those boots i mean i long to be able to wear them. you've got a pair of badass boots too but i just can't wear heels my foot hurts blah. you don't want to hear my complaints but you know it is it is it, i would say that the shoes let me down every time
0: Um, Yes, I think it's true. Do not underestimate the power of the badass boot.
1: Do Do you know what? I mean, again, in the book, I talk about shoes. Shoes can make or break an outfit. And they have the ability to change so much in your wardrobe. So you have a black jumpsuit. With five different pairs of shoes, you can wear that from black tie to a wedding, to the supermarket, to the beach, depending on purely your footwear. It is, I mean... I am obsessed with shoes. You can keep the chocolate, keep the chocolate, <laughs> but I—I I, honestly, the power of the shoe. I could write a whole book on just shoes. Emily, we will talk shoes.
2: <laughs> Thank you. I need you, cat.
1: <laughs> so, come on, Annabelle. Who is your style icon right now? I'm not sure I have one right now. I mean, my
0: my style icons at the moment are generally, you know. I, I think that whole red carpet thing feels a bit weird now, looking at women trussed up like turkeys on the red carpet. Um, and and I think fashion week is a slightly peculiar thing now, even though when I was a, a, a fashion writer, I was obsessed and and, and, off, and often there. It was never fun. Always mad. Um, I think that my fashion icons now are the, are the women in my life. Who I see day to day, who have really found their own way and their own path and, and 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 put themselves together in ways that are confident and original, but not but but you know it it's that it's that awful word effortless, and somehow they get dressed in such a way where you know that they have thought about it I think I suppose that 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 it's a bit like Emily wearing a bra to be polite or wearing makeup to be polite it's like getting dressed in such a way where you know decisions have been made even if you don't agree with it you know and I always admire people who I know have actually just gone no this is how I'm going to how I'm going to do it today and I also really um enjoy people who enjoy clothes even if they're not dressing the way that I am I really that you know a spirited approach I just I just just love so so far more than looking at like the telly or 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 newspapers. I'm I'm looking around at the people that I see, and but that that way I can turn around and say to them, "You, know, where did you get that?" And then hope they're going to say, "Oh, last week at Zara, not like a flea market in Saint in two thousand and one, which is always oh,
1: it's always vintage, isn't it? It's always from a small souk in Morocco. Yet not helpful." So if you had to give advice for someone who has currently lost their way, what would you what would you say?
2: When I lost my way a few years ago, the person I called was Annabelle and she came over to my house and she looked at my clothes and she said, I like this, I like this, you could do this with this. And she, I think, find a friend that you trust, whose style that you like, to come over with you and pick out things that, um, Basically, shop from your own wardrobe rather than looking out there to see what's going on, and build a kind of base—a base from what you've got with somebody else who you trust's perspective. Sorry, I've put that incredibly badly, but that is find a friend, find a fashion friend, find a friend. Brilliant.
1: Yeah, I think the I think I agree,
0: and my 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 version of that would be. Um, if you're if you're stuck and befuddled, don't go shopping. That should yeah, be the totally. last thing you do, not the first thing you do.
2: I totally agree. Because Brilliant that advice. Is a night, that is it is a nightmare to look out there and go, ooh, shiny. You know, and when yeah, you're in that yes. scattered frame of mind, we've all done it. Where you go, This is the thing that's gonna make everything okay. And we've done that with all kinds of things in our lives men, <laughs> you know, shoes, <laughs> you know, boots. you name it. It's like, no, it isn't. Yeah. The, The thing that's going to make everything okay is actually a conversation with a friend. Again, this is applicable to life generally and to get somebody else's perspective on your problem and uh, and and to say, actually, why don't you try that jumper with that skirt? Or actually, I've never liked this on you. Or I remember when you wore this to that and you looked fantastic. Let's go from there.
0: Yes, Emily, I might get you around one Saturday because actually in the day to day life when we're all kind of operating at capacity anyway, I find the idea of trying on things I haven't worn for a while. Exhausting. So I've yeah. kind of lost. I've lost my joy, partly yes. because of the tiredness. And so I think if I think if you're stuck in the right, you're going to have to rediscover what might make you happy, rather than worrying about what's going to make you look good. It's
1: so 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 true. You need to learn to look in the mirror and just and regain that, that gut instinct that says yes, I like this. I think you can just lose the wood for the trees, and it all just becomes a merge. You need to go right back to the very very beginning. Okay, but we're now moving right to the very, very, very end. And it's know. finally, it's the outfit that you're going to haunt people in. So this, <laughs> is, this is the ultimate outfit um, that you absolutely love. The one outfit that you want to wear forever and ever and ever that you'll be buried in, that you think this is my favorite outfit of all time. I love this. This is me.
2: Um, I think that's very good fashion advice generally actually, which is to think if I go outside and I get hit by a car, <laughs> that this is what people are going to see me. This is what they're going to cut. But also, if I come back as a ghost, this is what my what I will be in forever. Um, so, if you don't if think that everything is working, then maybe consider it. Well, um, I obviously I'm going to haunt Annabelle in my Birkenstocks and socks because I love them, and she and that's just my personal. That's just one personal thing that I'm going to do. Oh, sorry, darling, you're stuck. In I know she doesn't
0: wear them around with Birkenstocks with sparkly so- socks. And I go, you're so pretentious. What do you think you are, an influencer? Comfy, (laughs) that's what she is, comfy.
2: Exactly, comfy. So um, yeah, Birkenstocks and socks, I'm afraid. I could, if I'm allowed to, I think, if it was gonna be my favorite ever outfit that I've ever worn, I think it has got to be my, that 15-year-old blazer. Love it. White t-shirt, fake, real Louis Vuitton vintage bag. That's it.
1: I want to see you recreate that, please. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah okay
0: Annabelle yeah. I, yeah I actually have an answer to this um about nine years ago I walked into matches and that, they at that point had an in-house label called Freya which was very good it no longer exists and they had a navy blue silk crepe floor length dress and it was on sale, it was half price, and it was um cut in such a way, very, very low cut on the bust, but then with a big seam under the bust, that you didn't have to wear a bra, and then it had t- a tiered sort of, uh, it, it wasn't a flounce, but it was a hint of a flounce, in panels down to the floor, very, very wo- long, so I wore it, and a very flattering navy, very matte, and I wore it with... um a mulberry platform like raffia sandal brown leather and raffia underneath it because you couldn't see the shoe it gave me the height without the agony and then an enormous pair of clip-on hoop earrings and um, it was the only uh, outfit I've ever had that was kind of as close as I've ever got to perfect
1: do you still have it
0: Yes, I do, and I've worn it since. Um, the sleeves are now too short for the way my arms are going, so I'm thinking about how to, um, attach a sleeve to it. And I've had it copied in various
1: iterations about four times. Can we have photos of that, please? So it
0: lives on. Yes,
1: you can have. photos I need of photos, that. and I need photos of your Birkenstocks and sandals. I need lots of photos from you, if that's okay, please, Emily.
2: <laughs> yeah, of course. Do you have? Do you happen
1: to have a photo of you, fifteen-year-old Emmanuel Alt, or not?
2: I do. Yeah. <gasps> oh my God, that's brilliant. I do t- but I don't know. It's at my mum's, so I will I will have to scare it up. Okay, thank you. Ladies, thank
1: you, thank you, thank you. I have loved every minute of that. It was a complete pleasure.
0: Oh, thank you so much for having us. It's actually such a luxury to to have a little think about, uh, about clothes and, you know, where you've come from and maybe where you're going. Because they're so emotional for all of us, but we just, uh, you know, we just sort of motor on through our days, you know, like, Battery operated toys with no soul because there's so much to do. And it's nice to sit back and think about what they've meant to us.
1: But it's seen as being so, you know, it's still to this day seen as being, you know, it seen as being shallow and a little bit flippant and a bit, you know, a bit of frippery, whereas it is inherent to our very, very core and being that image that we portray, the first image we portray to the world.
2: Yeah, it's the way we tell stories about ourselves. So,
1: like it or not, everybody else judges you immediately.
2: Well, there we go.
1: Thank you very much. I will leave you to go and get rummaging in the wardrobes. It's <laughs> yes, I quite want to now
0: go upstairs and and do that terrible thing that none of us want to I do. Know, I know,
1: year. I know, I know, I know. Anyway, yes, yes. Well, I will send you the book. I hope you enjoy it. Oh, thank you. And uh, I'll see you both soon. Lunch very soon. Lots
0: of love. Yes, please. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.